line that lets you save look here true form life green look on welcome to another edition of exploring mind and body as always i'm your host drew tadia all right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of our True Form Life community and everything you do to contribute to the show with your downloads, shares, word of mouth. All that helps us grow and reach a larger audience, which of course is our goal to naturally improve lifestyles one show at a time. Today's show, we have Waylon OJ coming on who's a captain of the local college volleyball team. And he has an incredible story of adversary. And you'll find out in the show, that's a very difficult word for me to say. (laughs) Hope you get a kick out of that. But anyways, I brought on Waylon because I've talked to him a number of times. He has an incredible story of injuries, really getting injured, getting back up, building himself up and stronger, then getting injured again, and then coming back stronger and better each time. And it's just really something I wanted to share because I think many times we give up. We get injured, we get hurt, we get rejected, we fail, we get fired, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be college sports or professional sports. It could be a parent. It could be your job. I mean, so we deal with so much failure on a daily basis, and it's really how we see it, and it's really our mind process and our thoughts. And I I ask Waylon about all this, from from training to, to mentally, how he was affected, how he was able to get back up and push through and get back to an elite level to lead a college volleyball team. So I think that's fantastic. He has a great story, and I know you're going going to enjoy it. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. We have Waylon... OJ with us online right now. So welcome to the show, Waylon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Drew. It's our pleasure. So today we're going to get into your story. You have an interesting story. I'm looking forward to sharing this with our audience here. Why don't you give us um, some background as to yourself, and then we'll get into more details. But you're a college athlete right now. Tell us what you're doing right now. You're, I know you're captain of the volleyball team. I know you're going to school. Tell us about that before we get into any more details. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, like you mentioned, I'm captain of the volleyball team. Uh, this is my second year in the ACAC. I'm also in sports management, finishing up my diploma. Not really too sure what I'm going to do after this year. Uh, probably figure that out once I'm a little closer to the end, but everything's going pretty well so far, I guess, considering the volleyball has been fun, like, you know, playing against some pretty big athletic guys every weekend. It's it's a good challenge, but it's just something that I look forward to every weekend. Tell me about one of the things we're going to get into is, is injuries here. Now, you went through a couple major injuries yourself, and that's that's something that I want to share with our audience here because it's it's pretty cool. It's actually remarkable how you're able to compete at a high level with the injuries you went through. What was the first injury that you were dealing with? Well, the, the very first time that I had a, like a major injury to deal with was I uh, tore my ACL playing in a volleyball tournament when I was 19. It was it was actually on my 19th birthday, so that wasn't the best of birthdays that I've had. But um, it wasn't a happy birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was happy in the sense that we placed in the tournament, but it was you know kind of bittersweet that you know I'm limping off the court and 
having to go get crutches while I'm trying to carry a trophy back home. <laughs> but no, that that was that was really the first major injury that I had ever dealt with in my life. And like I'd always been kind of nervous about you know knee injuries, things like that. Like just you know you watch professional athletes and you hear all the time, oh this this guy had this injury, he wasn't the same after, or you know he wasn't able to play at the same level, etc. So. It was it was something that definitely scared me, I guess, when it first happened. And like when it first happened, I I had never experienced anything like that before. Where like I tried to get up and you know walk it off because I could usually walk just about anything off and you know try to play through the pain. But like I couldn't even put any weight on it. It you know swelled up to the size of like a balloon almost. I guess is multicolored. It, it it didn't look good, but. Yeah, I went and got it checked out and like they suspected that it was a torn ACL. They weren't 100% sure. So like I waited about, I think, a month and a half and it it started to get better. Like I was able to walk around. I was starting to run again. I was starting to play sports, you know, like taking it pretty light. But like this was all waiting for like hopefully getting an MRI and, and figuring out what was actually wrong with it. But I was playing basketball with my friends and I have a really hard time with taking it easy. Like my coach is probably the first person that would tell you that, but yeah, I got, I got a little too competitive, started going harder than I probably should have went up for a layup, landed on it. And after that, it was completely gone. Like whatever, you know, maybe there was something left in my ACL. It wasn't a complete tear, but after that it was, there was nothing left. Like I couldn't straighten my, my knee or, or bend it fully for, pretty much right up until I had the surgery. Like I was on crutches for from May till had it being the surgery in January and then on crutches another two or three months after that. It was almost a full year. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> so you had so you actually had surgery. What happened when you went through surgery? Yeah, so I uh had the surgery I actually like once I had the MRI, like I had to wait, I don't know, is four or five months at least for the MRI. And then once the MRI results got sent to my doctor and like whatever the process is sent off to a surgeon, um, they realized it was quite a bit worse than what they thought. And again, most likely because I tried playing on it when I should enough, but that's something that like I, I'll get into later learning, you know, when not to play and when you actually need rest. <laughs> but yeah, after the surgery, it was sort of the same, I guess. Like I, it was really weird. I woke up and my my knee was straight, so I was really happy about that. But then I was, you know, like on the anesthetics and like drugged up a little bit, so I was like super happy. I was like, "Hey, my knee's straight," and I tried to move and I couldn't even lift my leg up. And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't no, you don't move. You don't do anything like." So that's that was always something that was pretty hard. Was you know the bed rest kind of situation that I was in, but started doing physiotherapy physiotherapy i would go and see the physiotherapist once every well for the first month it was every week after that it was every two weeks and then they would just kind of give me some exercises to take home reevaluate on kind of every appointment that i went to they would look at my range of motion like my flexibility how much i guess muscle building was progressing so like i had a lot of atrophy obviously from you know basically sitting on the couch for 10 months or whatever. So 
my left leg was really weak compared to my right leg. So a lot of what I did was having to isolate my left leg, kind of build up strength. And, and it was, it was really slow, a lot slower than anything I was ever used to. Like I'm not the most patient guy when it comes to getting back on the court. So it was, it was really hard for me to trust the process and be patient that the, the physiotherapy was going to get me to where I wanted to be, you know, later rather than sooner. All right. So let's fast forward a bit here. So you got, you got back into playing mode and you, and you're back on the court. You're able to get through, get through recovery and play again. I started focusing a lot more on basketball, like for basketball, like it just seemed like rather than volleyball, I guess like, well, I love both sports, uh, obviously, but with basketball, it was just something about, you know, being able to get in the gym by yourself and work on so many different skills that really, like if I didn't have that, I don't know if I would have recovered at all because with volleyball, it's kind of hard to work on certain aspects of the game by yourself. Like, unless you have like a serving machine and all these other resources and equipment that'll help you. But with basketball, if you have a ball and there's a hoop, you can, you know, work on your ball handling, you can work on your shooting, your post moves. One thing that I had to do was I couldn't jump off my left leg to do a right-hand layup anymore. So I adapted and I got a lot better going to my left because I could jump off my stronger right leg. And so like now, like, and even before when I would play basketball against people, they see that I'm right-handed, they force me left and I was just blowing by people. And, and I like I'm a lot better going to my left now than my right, which is kind of backwards for most basketball players. But yeah, I started playing basketball a lot, just, you know, working on myself, training, that kind of thing. It was pretty hard though. Cause I, right after I was cleared to play after my first surgery, uh, it was, I think about four or five months they cleared me. I was only supposed to be doing 70 to 80%, but my physiotherapist said like, everything looks good. I went to, uh, U21 Team Alberta volleyball tryout, and I blew my knee out in the warm-ups. So that was pretty disappointing, obviously, like working so hard to make it back to that point. And then it's like, I don't even get to show what I can do. I, I you know, get injured during the warm-ups. But How was that? yeah, so after that, like, what's that? How was that mentally? You know, when like, personally, I never dealt with any debilitating yeah. injury like that so when you work so hard to get to a place that you want to be you know after an injury and then you get re-injured it's got to be take a toll on your yeah. you know mental part of your game like i i admit I, it made me pretty depressed like just having to deal with injury after injury work so hard and then it's like you know you get you're, you're finally like almost at the top of the stairs it feels like and then you you fall back down to the bottom but it's not even to the bottom it just seems like okay now there's another set of stairs that's even lower than that and you go tumbling down that set too and having to work back not just from square one but like right from the basics it it was really hard part of it was like you hear from your own doctors nurses you know other families and family and friends other people that have dealt with the same you know kind of injury and and it's like 90 percent or more are telling you that you're never going to be the same you're not going to play competitively again like i had some doctors tell me that i likely wouldn't play sports at all like it's one of those things where it's either going to make you or break you and for a while i let the, the negative talk get to me like i i did work like really hard like i said like after that that tryout and i blew my knee i blamed the sport of volleyball like i was just really 
angry. So I stopped playing volleyball almost completely and just totally focused on basketball because it was a sport that I started playing when I was 18 years old. So everything was new and fresh to me. It wasn't something that like a reminder of, you know, kind of what happened and, and why I'm not where I feel like I should be right now. But yeah, mentally it was just, you got to kind of, if, if you feel like there's any sliver of a chance or, or whatever it is, you have to have hundred percent belief in yourself. You have to really, you know, block out all the negative. Like I started reading a lot of books from other athletes or, or just like reading some articles and then like looking them up and, and hearing what they had to say about what they overcame, how they adapted and learned to kind of work around the injury. Like one really big example for me was Grant Hill. I don't know if you know about Grant Hill's story, but in the early 2000s, he was looking like he was going to be the next like big star of the NBA. Had a couple of really bad injuries to his uh, his foot, I believe it was. And like for like three or four years, he played less than like a full season's worth of games. But he ended up making back making it back. He like focused a lot more on his recovery, like taking care of his body, his nutrition, all that stuff. So that was what I started to do for my kind of you know recovery, rehab. building up that yeah that yeah building up that mental fortitude to to want to continue to do all my physio exercises when it just seemed like it kept you know not being worth it in the end, even though like. I would get a little bit further every time and then get knocked down a little bit further every time, get knocked back down. So that's definitely really probably the hardest part about all of it was just continuing to have that belief in myself that if I really put my mind to it, like it's, it's a lot better to, you know, go for it all and, and not make it then to not even try. And then you have that regret, like, well, what if I would have done this? You know what I mean? What do you think the difference is between you and the path you took to, you know, keep working to get back to where you want to be and someone that would just give up and said, oh, well, I'm not going to be the same. I'm not going to get back to a competitive level, so I'm not going to do anything. I guess like for the biggest difference would be like those people obviously let the the negative talk, I guess, around them affect their own perception. I never, like I said, like I got depressed for a while sometimes it was hard for me to even want to do my physio. Like I would just get so frustrated that my, my left leg was so weak. Like until just about two or three years ago, I would never do squats or deadlifts or any kind of like heavy leg work in the gym just because I was, I was embarrassed. Like really, like honestly, I was embarrassed that I, like I'm, I'm barely able to lift weight that like for how high I jump, I I should have been able to throw that around. Like it was nothing. And now I do, but because of, the patience I had to just continually trust the process and work and develop my leg, uh, like right down to changing my mechanics for my jump, like how I land, how I approach what I'm doing when I take off using my arms and my upper body a lot more for generating momentum to go up rather than focusing so much on, you know, explosive power for my legs. Like there are so many different things I did. Cause I just like, I was like, what, what can I do? there's got to be something more I can do. This isn't working. Okay. I'm going to try this now. I'm going to try like one of the biggest things I did, I guess was with all of my physio, I would do two or three times the amount that they suggested that I do for, for my workouts because I was, I, I just felt like I needed to do more. The first time they ever let me bike, they told me to bike for 
five to 10 minutes at a time. And it was the first time I got to bike in like over a year. So I biked and shut off. Like I literally biked for 60 minutes and you know, the thing says great workout at the end. I had never seen that before, but that's because I had never tried to bike that long. So So I started doing things that I never would have thought to do before. You weren't worried about getting injured again by doing more than what was recommended? Well, yeah, I was definitely worried about that, but I just kind of thought to myself, well, you know, I'm getting injured anyway, regardless of, you know, whether I do a little more work or if I stick to the the plan that they gave me. But like, especially after the second surgery, after the second surgery, that was in 2012. And it was really weird. Like uh, when I had that second surgery, I had just finished playing in a volleyball tournament and I did really well. It was the first time I played volleyball in like a couple of years. Like I said, after quitting when I blew my knee again during that uh, team Alberta tryout, but it was the first time I had played volleyball in a couple of years. I did really well in a tournament, you know, felt no pain, no tweaks to my knee or anything. I was wearing a, a pretty good brace at, at the time too. So that probably helped. But I like after the team Alberta tryout, it, it took about a month i guess and it started to feel okay again like it was always a little bit unstable but i didn't think anything of it so it wasn't until the next year that i was going to go play some basketball in a tournament hurt my knee got sent for an mri mri took forever and the results and all that kind of thing so i just kept playing because i didn't you know think it was too bad if i was able to play like it's not it can't be too bad but during the appointment with the surgeon he tells me i have no acl left in my knee again and this was in 2012 and he said it was as if like i wasn't born with one there was absolutely nothing left the first time there was at least like you know a little bit of kind of material or shreds or whatever it was in my knee that they had to clean up so the second time they completely you know rebuilt that acl and it was after that when i really started to like okay this is probably like my last chance at being a competitive athlete if i don't take this absolutely 100% serious, it's probably never going to happen now. So I had to, like I said, like I doubled up on all my physio exercises. I didn't play sports as much because I was focused on just getting my leg strength to the point where I figured I needed to be able to, you know, squat at least double my weight just to be able to handle the the stress of, you know, like you've seen me jump. I can, I can jump about three feet in there. So jumping up three feet and then coming down on one leg, it's always the best to form, but sometimes in volleyball, you just have to. And I figured if I wasn't able to, to squat almost double my weight, then I was never going to be able to perform the way I wanted to. So it's really like I spent two years of just being really patient, building up like from like starting my starting squat with like a hundred pounds and I could do maybe five to six reps. And it was because my knee, like would shake so bad. I just had so much atrophy in that left leg. So yeah, like it, it just, it was always a struggle, but it, it wasn't something that I felt was impossible, I guess, even though like I was kind of told otherwise by most people. So tell me about you had, you were supposed to go for a second surgery. Is that right? And then they just said, there's nothing to repair. <laughs> is that right? Well, yeah, no, I, yeah, well, I went, I had the second surgery. So like I had one, the first surgery was in 2010. The second surgery was in 2012. And like I said, I had been focused on basketball for the last, like the past couple of years rather than volleyball. So I just basically did the same thing. Like 
the timeline for my recovery after the second surgery, I wasn't even supposed to be walking without crutches until I think two or three months after. And I was already like, like I probably shouldn't have been obviously, but it's just the impatience and wanting to get on the court so bad. But I, I was already like going up off, you know, one foot and dunking volleyballs again and, and things like that. I wasn't actually playing sports, but I would just continually, continuously test and, and then reevaluate myself in addition to what the physiotherapists were giving me. But yeah, so I focused exclusively on basketball after that second surgery. Like I would get up in the morning before work, I'd go shoot around. Like I would work at seven. So I'd go shoot around at about five thirty or six in the morning, get off work, you know, go and eat shower, whatever I need to do, go to the court, put in some more work. And, and then by that time, like after an hour or two, some, some of my friends would start to show up. So I'd, stay and play with them. Everybody else would leave at about 11 or 12 midnight. And then I would work for another hour or two, just working on all the shots I missed different moves that I felt like I should have been able to make. And, and it just turned into like every single day I was spending four to six hours just working on basketball because it was other than, you know, working out in the gym. I just felt like I needed that like recordable progress, I guess. Like it was easy for me to visualize and physically see for myself the progress when I was working on basketball at the same time, like just getting quicker to the rim, that kind of thing. But yeah, so I did that for a few months. I found out about an ID camp for old college Broncos basketball team. So I, you know, doubled down and put in even more work, went to the camp. I did actually really well, like a lot better than I thought I was going to, because I was just like, okay, well, I'm here. I worked for this, you know, for so long. There's not really anything other than just give everything I have and be happy with the result, whether I made it or not. But I made it past the first day. So I was really happy about that. But part of it was uh, I didn't have the ball handling skills and, and the shooting skills to be a guard. So like I was getting expo- exposed pretty bad in the guard camp. So one of the guys from the team like the year before he pulled me over and he's like, Hey man, why don't you just come and like work with the posts? And he's like, you're, you're kind of a small guy, but like you're obviously athletic and you know, you're big enough and you're strong enough to, to be able to try and box out and, and play physical down low. So I went and did that the second day. And at the very end, they, they called me back and they said like, you, you made the team, but you know, we'd like you to be on our junior varsity team so you can have a year to develop and, that way you're actually playing a position your your height is kind of suited for. But during off season training, I blew my knee and it was after it was at that point where they said like you're done or not done I guess, but they they said like we can't fix your knee anymore. Like you've already had two surgeries. We took a tendon from your your hamstring the first time, your patella tendon, like there's nothing we can do to fix your knee anymore. So I rather than be depressed about it, like I had been like all the other times and, and start to beat myself up or whatever. I just said, okay, well maybe it's not meant for me. And I started getting into coaching more. I did stop playing sports though, like almost completely for a year. Like all I did was just work out. I just wanted to keep getting stronger. Like, Cause it didn't take very long, like maybe two, three weeks after I blew my knee in 2013 uh, like I had to withdraw from school. I, I didn't figure I'd do well in school if I wasn't playing sports. So I just stayed home, went to a community college, got some courses, started coaching like the high school team, just trying to keep myself involved with the sport. And 
my knee just started to feel better and better. I don't know what it was. Like if it was the different workouts that I was doing because I really just isolated my left leg constantly. Um, doing a lot more like plyometrics and, and different kind of conditioning drills that I never had done before. A lot of different stretching. like, And that was when I really focused on my nutrition too. Like just understanding that the better shape I keep myself in, you know, the lower risk of me having another injury and then at least I could play like rec sports or whatever. I actually never thought that I would make it back to college after that. So it's, it's pretty surreal to kind of be sitting here doing an interview in my second year being captain of the college volleyball team. When I really just started playing volleyball again, like about two, two and a half years ago, like, and it was like my brother noticed that I was doing a lot better in the gym and, you know, he just needed a guy, decided to ask me to play for his team I did pretty well, and I just kept playing with them for, like, the next year. And I decided to send a video to the old college coaches, and they offered me a scholarship, and now basically here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me about your mindset now through b- being able to deal with adversary. Is that the word? Adversary? Uh, adversity. <laughs> adversity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, being able to, you know, get through difficult times, and now, I mean, now you're playing at a high level again. You're a captain of the team, and yeah. tell me about what that's like and your confidence level now, and maybe if you have doubts about anything in the back of your mind about, you know, anything that may not be positive. Well, my mindset now is definitely, like I would say, my my mental fortitude is a lot stronger now than it was then and i think that just comes with the territory of you know overcoming challenges and obstacles and specifically in my case like like things that you know you read about you still read about today even like with the advances advances in technology like like in 80s 90s guys with my injuries you know most likely never played again and nowadays it like the medicine and technology is a lot better to take care of these injuries for me now it's really just it's not even about like wanting to prove people wrong or anything like that it's just about the love of competition so if just to wrap things up here if you had any words of advice for anyone listening that might be going through an injury right now what would you tell them definitely rest <laughs> listen to your doctors when they tell you to stay off of it like that that was probably the biggest thing i had to learn was uh, just being impatient and it's like oh well i'm within you know two weeks of my my next stage of my uh, physio so i think i can you know go and you know just start it on my own without telling my physiotherapist like no that's not a good idea <laughs> and I, I don't know if even like the doubling and tripling workouts thing is a great idea either like it just happened to work for me but the biggest thing i would say is just believe in yourself and and whatever it takes to motivate you like for me it was my kids having and having a girlfriend that you know never doubted me ever like that that was something that you know rather than focusing on all the negative and people telling me i can't do this or that i i focused on my girlfriend tori telling me like you know she's she still thinks i can be a professional athlete and sometimes i laugh at her but maybe i shouldn't because you know i'm sure people probably laughed at me when when I told him I was going to be a college athlete again. So you, you just, you never know what can happen if you, if you, you know, put in the work and, and you really like just strive for that, not even making it back. Like that, that wasn't even the goal for me. The goal for me was to be better 
than I had ever been before. And I think I've, I've done that. So like, if it's, if it's possible for me, I think it's possible for just about anybody. Fantastic. All right, Waylon, we're going to wrap things up here. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing your story with us. It's incredibly inspiring and I'm sure many of our listeners found some inspiration from your words as well. So thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks for being here and we wish you all the, all the best with uh, your season here and then whatever you choose moving forward. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks again for having me and I love the show. I'll continue following and you know listening into the other interviews and yeah, like I I really feel like what you're doing is is a pretty positive thing. So I just want to say keep it up as well. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you for your downloads, your shares, everything that you do to contribute to the show. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. If you're looking for a little help to get boosted in the right direction, maybe you need some professional advice yourself with a proper program, head over to trueformlife.com. We have a free 10-day fitness challenge. We send you a brand new workout each day. Workouts take 20 minutes or less. Just like Waylon was saying, (laughs) you don't always have to get an hour or longer in. Get in a short, efficient workout. There's no equipment required. We teach you how to use your body as the machine. We're going to send you tips along the way. And it's just a great way to boost yourself in the right direction. Maybe you want to start a program. Maybe you want to get in a little better shape for the holidays or whatever season it may be. Again, that's at trueformlife.com. And we got more details going up there. All these past shows can be found on exploringmindandbody.com. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.